1: The clowns on the left and the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle.
3: This is the Smirkonish Podcast for Independent Minds.
1: Hey, during the break,
4: when Nikki Haley was asked about the Civil War, I immediately thought of our next guest. Ken C. Davis is the best-selling author of Don't Know Much About History and other books. He really has the whole franchise in the don't know much. Series And for more than 30 years, he's proven that Americans, they don't hate history. They just hate the dull version that they slept through in class. He busts myths. He sets the record straight and he makes history human. Kenneth Davis, Happy New Year. Thank you for coming back to the program.
5: Happy New Year to you, Michael, as well. It's great to be with you again. Um, Forgive me, like many Americans, I'm suffering through a bit of a cold.
4: Okay. Well I, I I hope you feel better than maybe you sound. So I wanna play I wanna play the question. I'm gonna stop it short of her reply, and I would like Kenneth Davis, you know, put yourself in her shoes and tell me what she should have said. Here, let's listen.
6: What was the cause of the United States Civil War?
5: Pretty straightforward question. What would you have said, Kenneth? Uh, There's only one answer, Michael, and it's slavery, but that's too simple a word to answer with. It's a very complicated question. The Civil War, like most wars, was fought about power. That's what wars are usually about, whether it's power of land, money, church, votes, whatever. Uh, Slavery in 19th century America represented power, two kinds specifically, economic power And political power, and that's why slavery brought about the war. This is the great contradiction in our history, and we don't teach it very well, uh, like we don't teach a lot of American history very well. America was conceived in liberty, as Lincoln said, but also born in shackles. That is the contradiction at the heart of the nation's history. And it's something that we cannot leave out as we teach history. Slavery was not a subplot in the American drama, but one of the central acts in its history. And what of
4: the idea of states' rights?
5: Well, states' rights is a nice, convenient uh, ideological term that was really created uh, by the Proponents of slavery, both during the Civil War, before the Civil War, and long afterwards, the so called lost cause uh, proponents of the Civil War. Uh, There was only one right at stake, and that was the right of the states that had slavery to continue it, and also, much more importantly, continue taking it further west as the nation was expanding. And that's why I say this was political power. So this Um, really requires a a very brief civics uh, lesson, and I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. 1787, we're right in Constitution, and the question is, when we get around to counting people for the census, which would determine Congress and the electors, would enslaved people be counted? Well, Free Northerners said, no, that's property. You can't count property. Otherwise, we would count houses and horses. Southerners, slaveholding Southerners said, if we don't count the enslaved, we're walking out. And so it ended up in a compromise, which in sixth grade, they taught you as the three-fifths compromise. That meant that the enslaved population would be counted as three-fifths of a person. What does that really mean? It means that Virginia... Which was smaller in its free white population than Massachusetts or Pennsylvania, became the largest state when you counted the enslaved population, even at three fifths of a person. What does that mean? Virginia had the most seats in Congress and hence the most electors. And that's why four of the first five presidents were slaveholders from Virginia. And five of the first seven presidents of, uh, were slaveholders. And 10 of the first 15 were slaveholders or uh, uh, sympathetic to the slaveholding cause. This was the political power that slavery presented in 19th century America. And that was the issue that was going to not be uh, compromised on.
4: Kenneth Davis is the best-selling author of the Don't Know Much About History and Other series.
3: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
4: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4.
3: The Michael Smirkanish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
4: Kenneth Davis is the best-selling author of the Don't Know Much yeah. About History and Other series. So let's listen to what Nikki Haley yeah. did say and, and you can critique her reply. Go ahead
1: well don 't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the civil war was?
4: Boy, I have to say, Kenneth, as I listened to that, how government would run the freedom to what were they going to do or not, and what do you think she quickly flipped i don 't know why this would catch flat-footed a, a former governor of all states of South Carolina. Like, I'm just befuddled as a political observer why this was such a difficult one for her.
5: Yeah, it's a, that's a, a more complicated political question that, that I am really uh, expert enough to answer. I believe that she uh, did not. I think she knew the answer. And a day later or so, she backtracked and said, of course, it was slavery. Um, but that wasn't her first answer. I believe that because this is still an issue that raises hackles in this country. And we're seeing this in schools around the country where teaching black history and the role of slavery in American history is being pushed back in states like Florida and others. Uh, it was not convenient for her to give the honest answer because of the base of the Republican party right now, not accepting that this is part of American history and not a small part. Slavery existed in America before the Mayflower Pilgrims arrived. It was written into the Constitution, as I mentioned earlier. Thomas Jefferson wanted to condemn slavery in the Declaration of Independence. It was erased by the Congress that wanted no mention of slavery, which, by the way, is not mentioned in the Constitution by word, but is in there in several respects. And this is why even Abraham Lincoln was opposed to slavery morally and politically but he thought it was legal. He thought it was constitutional. He thought it should eventually end. He, like a great many other people, thought the solution at one time was colonization, which meant returning Africans to Africa. Um, Of course, the African-Americans who had been Raised and born here uh, had no say in that and certainly didn't want to return to uh, an Africa. They had no idea uh, of what it was. So this was a powerful question. I mentioned political power. We have to also mention the economic power. Slavery was the engine of the American economy, largely because of cotton, but also in the fact that in 1808, the foreign slave trade ended. What did that mean? Well, the founders thought once the foreign slave trade is over, that will kill slavery. It didn't. Uh, Cotton production needed land and it needed slaves. And so it boomed in the early 19th century and slave owners became slave breeders. I hate to use that term. It's the only one we can use because once the foreign slave trade was over, the value of Domestic American slaves increased, especially women who could bear more children who were enslaved because their mothers were enslaved. Those are the harsh economic facts of what slavery meant in early 19th century America. Kenneth Davis is the
4: best-selling author of the Don't Know Much About History and Other series. When I uh, referenced state rights, because I'll be shocked if I don't get a telephone call from someone who'll say it was about state rights, you said there was only one state right at issue, meaning slavery. Is there a more benign interpretation which says that it was about self-determination? And, and yes, that slavery was something that Southerners or some Southerners wanted to hold on to, but it was also the idea of, of being able to determine what they were going to have for themselves, in this case, slavery.
5: Well, yes and no, but uh, again, to that question of what right and this amorphous idea of states' rights, this, uh, this is the only issue for those, uh, for those people in the South. Let me just quote very, very briefly from the Vice President of the Confederacy in March 1861, just about the time that the Civil War begins. He said, our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite idea. Foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery's subordination to the superior race is natural. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. That was the cornerstone of the confederacy and you can look at the declarations of secession by a number of the states that make the same argument and that's why this question of states rights is really a smokescreen that was put up at the time and then continue for a very long time in american history kenneth
4: thank you so much always appreciate being able to tap your expertise especially in a case like this
5: well, it's a really important issue, and it's sometimes uh, still caught up in the fog of myth and misconception. And as John Adams once said, facts are stubborn things.
4: Kenneth Davis, I appreciate your time. Happy New Year. Thanks to you, Michael.
5: Thanks for having me.
4: Bye-bye. And to you. He didn't want to address the political aspect of this, but I want to say a word about it. I don't think that, I don't think that this will impact at all Nikki Haley standing among Republicans, the gaffe when asked about slavery. The one problem might come from the fact that in New Hampshire, an open primary state, she's hoping to get some independent support. And maybe, maybe it will cause some independent voters to say, you know, I'm I'm not going to cross for her because she's just not electable if that's what we're going to get on the campaign trail from Nikki Haley. I could see that argument a little bit. I, I just don't think that it... I I don't think that there's a person out there who's a Republican who's going for Nikki and now says, I can't do it because of that poor response on slavery. You'll tell me I'm sure otherwise.
3: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
4: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4.
3: Michael Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
4: Bruce, you're in Queens, New York. On Nikki Haley, you most wanted to say what?
8: I am white and deeply offended with how Mickey responded. I work with and assist many black people. I am not racist, and I'm offended of those that assume most Republicans are, because we are not. Number two, thanks to seven, over 7 million people coming over the border since Biden was here and others, there are more slaves today than there were in the past. Children and adults, prostitutes selling drugs, and we're paying for them, and we're doing nothing about it. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate
4: it. It's a lightning round. A lot there to unpack. Frank, you're in Tampa. What did you most want to say?
9: I think that the it's semantic slavery and economics go hand in hand. I mean, basically, a lot of large corporations are buying up everything. Buying up small businesses. They're buying up the houses. I got you know a, a daughter and a friend who's making you know close to two hundred thousand in Atlanta. They can't afford to buy a house. Their rents are high. I mean, what's slavery? If you can't afford to, you know, uh, get married, get a house, raise a family, you're a slave.
4: Okay, but point. Frank, Frank, let me help you here, because somebody, some large group of people listening to this show right now are saying, Frank is not really equating a person in shackles with no individual liberty interest with what his daughter, who's making 200 grand, is going through. Is he?
9: Yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, because it's, it's again, it's a matter of semantics.
4: If okay, I, tr- I I tried I tried to save you. I, I tried to help you. Mike, you're in St. Augustine, Florida. What did you want to say? Uh, Mike, I've got two actual things to say. One is,
2: if I were Nikki Haley running as a Republican who's a Sikh that's converted to Christianity, I would have answered that question by saying uh, the Civil War was caused by Part of the people in the country not understanding that the founding of the country was the bl- was the blueprint for it was based on the book of Exodus, which, you know, you know, it, it is about freedom of slaves, and so, um, and that would have given her cred. It would have been educational, and it would have. Uh, to her party and um and, and that would the word well, would, would have, the word
4: slavery have been part of your answer
2: i i think i think it would have been good to add that the book of exodus is about freeing slaves i see
4: besides, okay i'm just know. wondering i mean you, you and, can't and, answer yeah. that you can't answer that question especially politically without using the s word uh, C.C., greetings to you in Pennsylvania. Roulette, PA, hi.
9: Hey, Michael, how you doing?
4: All good. Hey,
9: just two quick points. First is, you know, a great explanation by Ken on the, and I've got a Ph.D. in history. I taught military history. You can't teach military history without teaching the Civil War. But his, 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 his explanation was just concise and, and on point. I'll add one thing. It was the federal government's inability to to stop the extension of slavery into the West that helped precipitate the war. Slavery was the fundamental cause. We were not – we were a Republican name only from 1787 until 1865. I mean, it, it's sectionalism rule. Second point is – and the cynic in me says if you ask 100 people the same question as, as Haley got asked, you would get a blank stare from a lot of people saying, what civil war, unfortunately – And then you probably have a good number of people that wouldn't be able to answer the question either. And that says a lot about, you know, our K through 12 education.
4: Well, I think you're probably right. Of course, I feel obliged to say we're not but we're not electing the man or woman on the street. Thank God. Or maybe not. (laughs) Right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Art, it says here on my screen that you wish to say something about the nuance of Haley's answer. If there was nuance in her answer, I, it went over my head, so explain.
6: Uh, morning, Michael. Uh, Hi. Fourth time, long time. All right. Uh, it's, it's not about the nuance in her answer. It's the, it's the generality of the issue is that people can't answer a question anymore. The que- Straightforward. They have to answer automatically with nuance. She discussed it. I'm not saying what she said was right, but she did talk about it, but she talked about it nuanced instead of just saying slavery. Well, how so with slavery? Well, it's because of the economic factors and the power plays and those kind of things. People, want new, people think they want nuance, which is fine, but they want, they're getting the nuance before they're getting the fact that leads you to want. A more in-depth uh, answer, if that makes sense.
4: I mean, I I thought I heard her say it was it's about how government was was run. Hi, Bill. You're in North Carolina. What did you want to say?
6: Hey, Mike. Happy New Year. I'll make it quick. Uh, yeah. Two things, real quick. One, one is um, uh, look up what Chat, uh, chat uh, says. Uh, in the uh, uh, I, and I use specifically the question: What started the Civil War? So Jeff, and what did what you did, did what did you get? Basically, slavery, but it also says, um, you know, very strongly that it was states' rights and, and, and everything else Haley said. I'm not sticking up for her; uh, she's uh, she's got uh, you know a big enough platform to do that for herself. But my, my my response to, to everybody that says, and including uh, even your uh, amazing guest you had on, is um, you know, if it was all about slavery, why didn't Abraham Lincoln? Um, emancipate the slaves in 1863. it's always been a question of mine i'd love to hear one of your experts um, refer to that it didn't happen until 1863 as we know and it sounds to me like that became then a justification but it didn't seem like that's what abraham lincoln had in mind when he started the civil war it wasn't
4: i'm not so i'm not equipped to answer it but it's an interest it's an interesting question i appreciate it very much kirk quickly in iowa what did you most want to say
9: uh, I wish you would not give DeSantis a pass. If you look at
4: what he's done, he's the
9: one that said, you know, that slavery was good for them because it tied a trade. And he, look what he's done to the colleges. Look what he's done to every black in Florida. The curriculum alone. And we, in Iowa, they copied every damn thing he did.
4: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to give him a pass. He's not the one. I I hear your point. He was not the one in sort of the eye of the storm on on this particular issue uh nick greetings to you in columbus ohio what did you want to say
9: okay first of all to answer your guys question why he didn't emancipate everybody until 1863 the north was split still on the slavery issue it was saving the union at first but the the background and the and the pressure was to free the slaves along with that so the impetus of the war gets the state's rights. south didn't care about states rights if you look at the dred scott decision that was a freed slave that went into a freed state and said, I'm free now. Well, the state, the the, right, the, the state's right of where he went to didn't matter to the Southerners. I want my property back. The, the, the state's right thing they try to fall behind,
6: it's just nonsense.
4: For what it's worth, chat GPT. What started the Civil War? The American Civil War, which took place from 1861 to 1865, had its roots In a complex set of factors, primarily centered around the issues of slavery, regional tensions and political disagreements. Here are some of the key factors that led to the outbreak of the Civil War. And then it enumerates for me seven of them. Number one, slavery. Slavery was the most contentious issue leading up to the Civil War. The southern states, which relied heavily on enslaved labor for their agricultural economy, were determined to protect and expand the institution of slavery. In contrast, the northern states were increasingly opposed to slavery's expansion into the new territories and states. Number two is economic and social differences. Number three, states' rights. The concept of states' rights was used by southern states to justify their opposition to federal government interference in matters such as slavery. They believed that states had the right to determine their own policies. Four is political disputes. Five is election of Abraham Lincoln. Six, secession. Seven, Fort Sumter. The conflict escalated when Confederate forces attacked Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina, April of 1861, marking the official start of the Civil War. Uh, Michael Asheville, quickly, what did you want to say?
8: so i want to hit on the guy's point about the atlanta making two hundred thousand dollars a year can't buy a house so here's a question and a thought process for you michael i listen to you all the time thank you i'm a business owner was denied all financial help from the government during covid have compounding credit card debt and interest that continually goes up because of inflation and it's either do i pay that bill or do i pay my food bill but yet we have people in office on both sides of the aisle who say that they represent our interests, but yet they do what they want and what goes into their coffers' pockets. So what are we really then at the end of the day? Are we citizens or do we have to do what they create for our lives? Because we're all just kind of treading water right now. I, 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 I
4: get your point. I feel your pain. I don't know what it's got to do with slavery. I mean, you wouldn't use the slavery word to describe what you're facing would you i would say i'm a slave to the federal government right now because everything that we ask them to do they don't do i hear you but you're not equating that i hope to somebody who's given up a liberty interest david in los angeles what did you most want to say hello david david is history frederick in atlanta georgia what did you want to say
8: Michael, this is why I listen to you, because I'm furious with you over Claudia Claudia Gay, but I'm thankful that you had the gentleman on about uh, slavery. Oh, well, your thank balance you. In that way. I do want to say, though, I think this is is why your comment on Claudia Gay. It just illustrates the point, right? Because you said that you think that uh, Harvard uh, uh, didn't take her credentials seriously because they wanted to hire a black woman. But another one of your colleagues made a good point, which is that she's been there for a long time. So, There could have been other factors as to why she was chosen. You know, Harvard may have wanted somebody who had a relationship with the faculty. You know, presidents get hired for lots of reasons. The Johns Hopkins president is a lawyer. He's not a scholar. So I think, you know, this just goes – to to that point, right, which is that black people in the country for so long have been evaluated on a different set of standards, beginning as three fifths of a human, and you didn't really take into consideration the other factors that may have led to Claudine Gay's being hired besides her scholarship. You just jumped to the conclusion that because she was African American, they overlooked that. And if well, no, I, romans, I what, come on,
4: but to yeah. be to be fair to me, I, I I had data at my fingertips, which now is not at my hands, which is to say that she was not widely published. She had turned in no seminal work. There was no book with her name on it. What was it? Eleven scholarly publications. That's that's. I mean, go compare that to uh, uh, Lawrence Summers. I, I, I got to believe that it would be a much different record. Well, that was a great segment, wasn't it? And Kenneth Davis was terrific.
3: Hear more of Michael Smirkanish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124.
1: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM
0: app.
3: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.
0: Michael Smirkanish for Independent Minds.